1: Welcome back to the Autism Helper podcast. I am so thrilled to share my interview with Leah and Madison from West Fargo Public Schools. Leah is the special education coordinator and Madison is a K-5 special education teacher. And they are both here to share their experience with curriculum access. I absolutely loved chatting with them. Leah shares how their school developed a curriculum review team. And when they looked at the Autism Helper curriculum access, they loved it, which you guys, it just makes my heart so happy. And they're using it district-wide in all types of settings in their self-contained rooms and resource rooms and inclusion settings and are seeing great success stories left and right. I loved how Leah shares how different teachers are using it in different ways. Madison shares this awesome setup she has in her classroom, how she's really pushing small group instruction and social skills while using the curriculum, which I absolutely love. And overall, they both share that they love that curriculum access gives this path back to gen ed ed, and shows this scope and sequence of how we can go from individualized one-on-one instruction to that small group instruction, to back to that inclusion gen ed setting, which I absolutely love. I love when Leah shares about how Curriculum access really takes some of that stressor and pressure off the teacher and lets them, you know, have a normal work-life balance. For special ed teachers, we know there is so much with creating activities and finding the right resources when you teach such a broad span of skills. And I love how they share that curriculum access really solves that problem for them. So if you are a teacher thinking about curriculum access, definitely give this a listen. And if you are an administrator, I'm excited for you to hear from a fellow administrator on how she made this decision to use curriculum access within her district. Hi, Leah and Madison. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Hi. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you're both very busy. So I would love you both to introduce yourselves and let everyone know what role you're in and what types of students you support in your school district. Leah, you want to go first?
2: Sure, of course. We are so glad to be here today. Um, I'm Leah Green. I am a special education coordinator for West Fargo Public Schools. So my role is really um, supporting the oversight of our elementary special education programs in West Fargo Public Schools. Um, And I also oversee our specialized programs um, that work with our learners with autism and lower cognitive profiles. Um, And
1: Madison, what grades do you teach?
3: I am Madison Wallen, and I work for West Fargo School District. Um, I teach uh, students with, um, that Leah was saying, with autism and um, lower cognitive in grades kindergarten through fifth grade. So I have all, at least one student in each grade. So
1: (laughs) You've got a big age span there.
3: Yes. It's very fun and they're all very unique.
1: Oh, that's fun. I was just, when you said kindergarten, I'm like, oh, you got the little ones. And you're like, I'm fifth grade. And I was like, yeah, you got the big ones too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We Um, call our learners with with that profile our comprehensive student support program because they all need something different. Um, But when we put it all together, we get them what they need.
1: Yeah, I love that comprehensive support because that's like, it is, it's just a unique kind of blend of things from the toolbox, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear how you guys are using curriculum access within your district. Leah, do you want to kind of share how you guys first learned about curriculum access and thought that it could potentially be a good fit for your classrooms?
2: For sure. So um, in West Fargo, we have been blessed to have um, a BCBA on staff for quite a few years. Um, and she started before my time and brought into practice some really great clinical practices um, and introduced the VB Map and um, ACE programming into our district. They were great. They got our comprehensive student support programs off on a really awesome start. However, um, we are also a district on the grow, and for a period of, like, six years, we are adding a new elementary of 500 students every year.
1: Oh, my god! So we
2: are growing at a super fast rate, and with that comes new teachers and more kids. And so we just really weren't able to keep up with the training that um, – programming within Catalyst and all of those things that are required. And so we needed to come up with a way that our teachers could support the learners educationally um, and feel successful themselves, but then also see progress with our learners. And so we developed a curriculum review team and just started looking at the different curriculums and programs and how Um, what components they had that were meeting our needs and what components were we looking for. And at the very last minute, um, I had been following um, Autism Helper on social media and I was like, I'm going to throw this into our curriculum review cycle. Like let's dig in further. I was really just following it for um, just myself personally, because I just love reading about areas I'm passionate about, but I was like, let's just look into it. And the curriculum review team, Fell in love with it. And they were like, this is it. This is the answer. We we have to learn more, Leah. And so Haley joined us, gave us an overview, and it was an astounding, we have to pilot this. And so this year has been our pilot year and we, it's been awesome.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love that. That, like, literally makes me want to, like, tear up a little bit. Um, So what kind of made that, you think, resounding, like, yes, let's try this? Like, why – what were some factors that led to that decision for people on the team?
2: Um, So a few things that were really important um, were – Implementation, so the ease of implementation. How can we train educators in a way that's easy for them to understand, um, easy for them to carry out? Um, Systems that were, um, that followed a scope and sequence that our children could remember and recall and understand. So when kiddos know the routine, they're um, more successful. Um, So that was helpful for them. Um, And just really the ease of um, differentiation, right? As Madison said, I have kids in kindergarten through fifth grade. I need to access all the things. And how can I get all the things in a quick and easy way? So those were really kind of those top reasons.
1: That was like one of my biggest kind of motivations in starting to set this up from its infancy. You know, we created the curriculum, but then like, how can we get this to schools in a way that's not overwhelming? Like when Madison says, you know, I have six grades in my class. I don't want you to log into six different portals or have to get to know six different sets of standards. Like it just needs to be easy to use. You have to be able to find second grade or this kid's, you know, Johnny is working on this skill. I have to find that quickly. So I'm so happy that not only was that something that you guys saw a need for too, and that hopefully this has been something that's easy to implement and utilize for you guys.
2: And really something else that's been so great is um, something, a philosophy that our district really is passionate about is all learners are general education learners first. And how can we provide that pathway back to core instruction? So when we had more clinical models in place, um, Our learners were making progress and they had great programming in place and our educators were very proud of what they were doing rightfully so they were doing great however it wasn't really that pathway back to core Mm -hmm. it was very different than what was happening in the classrooms and we could see through the overview of this program how autism helper instruction led to um, first individualized skills then small group skills oh, then that standard, oh, that's happening in the classroom. That's going to lead you right back to core instruction with your peers.
1: Yes. And that like you can hopefully like explain that to parents and caregivers and administrators too, that like this is the overall path and let's show you how we're going to get there. Yes. So Madison, I'd like to hear how it's going in your classroom and what this looks like on a day-to-day basis. Yes. um, I have
3: loved having um, the curriculum in my classroom. We like Leah had mentioned, it's nice to be able to pull the things that we need to meet the learners' needs and meet them where they're at and where their goals are. Um, so I use it in both small group instruction as well as their individualized instruction. Um, the small group instruction is broken into three different rotations. Um, the first one is the teacher table where they're with me and a couple support staff um, And we kind of go through some of the extension activities that are on the implementation guides. And we talk through the anchor charts and just have more hands-on activities for them to complete. And the engagement um, has been a huge success in that portion. And then the second rotation is a technology rotation where they can kind of be a little bit more independent. Um, And then the next rotation is a rotation where... They work with either with a behavior technician, so those are like our paras, um, and they complete the worksheets. So it's kind of split up. Everybody knows their routine now. Um, but re- what's really fun about the teacher table and what I've really enjoyed about it is we the engagement of our students has increased a lot, and they're excited to learn and. Um, I, Leah, got to watch this lesson, but we've been focusing on the sports vocabulary unit. And it's just been so fun because we practice writing and reading the words. And then we do something fun where they get to ask to watch a video of a certain sport. And we prompt like WH questions and um, really work on some of those basic learner small group skills as well. Um, So that's been one of the best parts. We practice taking turns. Um, labeling, commenting. We have, I have three or four students who have AAC devices. And so we use that as well to model um, what we're talking about. So that's been really fun in the small group section. And then for their individualized instruction, I was able to pull the, um, towards their IEP goals and given the placement test and see where, where does this learner fit in and how can we help them progress in their goals individually? Um, and so that's what we do mostly one-on-one with an adult, either myself or, um, a behavior technician, but it's been really great just to see them get that exposure to the small group setting and then being able to still progress on all sorts of different, um, skills given, you know, because it is a comprehensive program, we really like to build on all of that.
1: love that. I love the small group kind of setup, and that you can really build so much on there. And I think sometimes it's just having like the, yeah, the theme or the topic or a few ideas. Cause you know, as a teacher, it's so many decisions to make every day that it's like, Oh, just give me like, just give me a general area to go. And then I'm good. But at least it gets that going. of like, okay, we're going to, this is the theme we're talking about. And I love how you've been able to build that into so many social skills.
3: Yes, it's been great. And, um, I've just seen a lot of growth with my students too as they, it, because they are more engaged and you know, there's so many different levels and I have a student working on the functional math and literacy and she's thriving. She's doing so good just because it's real, real life and real world examples and she's able to apply it to herself. Um, so that's been really great and we use her AAC device to um, kind of model what some of that looks like.
1: Oh, that's great. I'm assuming you use a lot of the different levels since you have kindergarten through yes. fifth grade. Yep. I, have,
3: I have one student who is on like level three for math and I have a student who's on 0.5. So they range from 0.5 all the way to three.
1: And I mean, if you also, you know, I used to teach um, like fifth through eighth grade or sixth through eighth grade. It ranged a lot. But just when you don't have something, when you don't have any system or any curriculum at mm-hmm. all, which I taught for a long time with nothing... It's so much like pulling because you're like, oh, my God, I need this type of activity and number identification and patterns and multiplication and this. And it's just having to gather all of that is like a full-time job in itself.
3: Yes. That's how it was the first couple of years. It was just trying to fit all of the things into a school day and it's been challenging. So now having this, it's been great because we just go through the worksheet, the anchor chart and just having being able to pull some extension activities, but being able to be creative has been one of the best parts is just seeing the engagement and engaging with them in a fun way. And
2: from the administrator lens, I know that when she's pulling things, she's pulling from the developmental progression of skills Mm -hmm. that's been mapped out in a scope and sequence. Um, We also align things to the ABLES in um, West Fargo. And so, um, versus knowing um, that educators will go to teachers, pay teachers, or just pull random things, I now know that I can feel confident that when they're pulling things, it's aligned to the standards and the scope um, that the learners need, which is yes. so exciting.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm sure that takes yeah, some, a lot of the stressors off of you too to be like, oh, wait, what is everyone doing? Right. Because, right. yeah, I mean, that's a lot. How are you seeing, Leah, other classrooms utilize it across different grade levels?
2: So, um, that's the nice part is that people are taking it and making it their own. Um, when I first introduced it, even so much as how you set up the structure to instruct with the materials, um, I was like, well, my brain, it works to put all the units together like this. And then I go into the next room and their brain, how they put it together Mm -hmm. looked completely different. Um, But I really do love how it is pushing our educators to work towards small group instruction versus one-on-one. For one, with the national staffing shortages, um, we are having to head in that direction of small group. But also, um, small group instruction is so important for learners to build those social skills and to function within the community, all of those pieces. Um, So I think that has been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, how Madison's
1: working on vocabulary, but also turn taking at the same time, you know? Yeah. Would it be easier to just focus on vocabulary one-on-one? Absolutely. But you wouldn't get that massive benefit of all of those social skills. And like you said, Leah, that's the pathway back to gen ed.
2: Yeah. Um, And we have implemented um, the curriculum in all of our settings. So like I said, we have we really have that pathway in mind. So we have success stories, success stories left and right, Sasha. Um, we have learners that are in a setting D, which um, in some states would be a setting four, um, so aren't able to be at school due to some pretty challenging learning profiles. Um, we have one learner who I took the curriculum to their home and taught yeah. the procedure, taught the all of the – all of the um, steps, practiced it in their home. They're now back at school doing the curriculum in a small group. We have learners that are in a lesser restrictive setting two, setting B, but aren't quite ready for some more traditional phonics, um, math um, interventions yet. And so they're using... Autism helper at a higher level until they're ready to access some of those more traditional interventions. Um, so, yeah, we we have taken and embraced um, all of the things that it has to offer, and it's just been so wonderful to have so many levels and resources at our fi- at our teachers' fingertips.
1: I love that you said you know the creativity and how it looks in one classroom is different than it works in the other. Because that's, it's like, in my mind, always been a hard thing to balance. I want it to be like easy to use, but also like allow flexibility because yeah, a home setting is different than resource, different than inclusion that you have to be able to put your own spin on it. So I love that your teachers are really, you know, rising to that challenge. It shows what a great staff you have that are all able to kind of jump in and, and you to utilize it for what works best for their students.
2: Yes. And I mean, you you guys have been phenomenal in answering questions. Like I said, I am so proud of the educators that um, work with us. And they have had great questions. I remember early early on, they were like, Leah, but all of the pictures are like line drawings. But aren't real images? And right away you were like, this is the why. The why is because they're easier to print. They're easier to access. Some districts don't have access to that. And they're like, that makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> um, and now Haley shared that you guys are coming out with the um, slide decks that have yep. real images to go with it which we are so excited about so and
1: there are some of them already uploaded we have about half of them uploaded so far so we're in the process of adding extension activities for every unit and then like really expanding on that because there is a rationale behind a lot of the decisions but then yeah I get that I want real photos too and (laughs) and have the multiple exemplars and how can we do that in a way that's easy but not going to break anyone's like printer budget for the year either (laughs) um (laughs) Awesome. Well, I, I, I think that's great. What has been for, for both of you guys, you know, one of your, your favorite aspects, I know you've both touched on a lot of things that have been really valuable, but is there anything that we've missed that has really stood out as something that's a value to you?
3: I think most of, I really think that the, um, like what Leah said about the pathway back to core instruction, I think that's been the most powerful for me is to see, like, my my students are learning the skills they need to be to be successful in their general education classrooms with their peers. Um, I was telling Leah a little bit earlier that we I have a student who would not sit at the table for 30 seconds without wanting to run away and be silly. And now he's sitting for seven to eight minutes oh at a time. So just to see the progress and the engagement that way. Um, and just mimicking what they do in the classroom because it's so important that our students are included and it's a great way to just promote that inclusion among the other learners in the classroom but as well with the teachers and all of the staff
1: that's awesome my god seven to eight minutes look at that (laughs) girl I know that's awesome
2: I mean uh, I mean just to piggyback off of that of course I am I'm so proud of all of the work that all of our learners are doing um, and all of our educators um, and having letting them be seen as that general education student first and showing everyone how amazing they are. Um, But I believe this curriculum has also um, allowed everyone to see how amazing our educators are because it's given them the time to also take time for themselves. Um, Yes. Special education is a high burnout field, and I want all of our educators to stay with us and have that time for themselves. And because it is prepackaged and because it's put together in all of those pieces, um, they can prep and be ready to go and not have to spend yeah. hours and hours pulling and pulling and pulling. But their and like kids go home and be
1: with their families. Yeah, like they should. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that like gave me goosebumps. Yes, like that. That's the goal. Like really, that. You, you can prep the normal amount, not like creating your own curriculum from scratch, which is yes. what a lot of special ed teachers do, have to do, you know.
3: Yeah, I agree time. with that. It gives us the tools to just teach content and it's sustainable for all of us as educators. But it's also, it the scope and sequence has been great. All of the things that are included are amazing. And it's been really great to have something that I know what I'm going to do the next day. (laughs) I don't have to plan day by day and figure out, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to do this for this student. And I can really plan for my learners in a more simple way, just because it's all laid out and it's at my fingertips and I don't have to go searching.
1: That's so great. And, you know, we've loved hearing feedback from your team as well. And You know, we have I have such a great, I'm very lucky I have a really great team that are former BCBAs and SLPs and and educators. And we've loved hearing feedback from you guys. And that's what we really want. We want to hear from current users, like, hey, what do you guys want more of? Because like, because we're, you know, a small business, we might do that. Like the implementation guides were an idea we had a few years ago in working with a district. And they're like, it'd be great if it was this. And we were like, ooh, what if we made it one page? And what if we had all these ideas? And then it kind of snowballed. And we're like, No, we're going to do this. We're going to make these for the next year. So, you know, we, I know Haley was talking with you, Leah, about more resources for that like 0.5 learner. And even maybe like people are asking, like, can you make a level zero? And I'm like, ah, level, I hate how 0.5 sounds. Zero sounds worse, but um, I never intended to lay it out that way. It just, we started with one. And then people were like, can you make something easier than one? I was like, I guess 0.5. But, you know, we have a lot of big plans now on, hey, what what does that look like for that quote unquote level zero learner that needs those? Prerequisite skills to even access 0.5, but they don't have them yet. What tools can we build in for those students? So, we're really excited about all of that coming down the pipeline, too. So, we appreciate all of your guys' feedback on what you want more of because we might make it.
2: (laughs) Well, we are so excited about our partnership and just everything that we can continue. So, we have been sharing our story with our, um, superintendents with our district and everyone is so excited about this journey that we've started. So
1: Awesome. Well, Leah and Madison, thank you so much. I know you guys are both really busy. Like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, thank you so much for you know, being rockstar educators and administrators and, and sharing your experience here. Of course,
3: anytime. Thank you so much for having us.
1: You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.